Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that Jesus remains the reason for this season. We thank you that we do not lose sight of this fact. We thank you for reminding us about Lord's life. We thank you for grace that we are never looking back. We are never putting our hands to the plow and turning back. We thank you for your word, for your love that keeps chasing after us. Indeed, kiss us, Lord, with the kisses of your lips. For your love is better than mine. Continually take us to the banqueting hall. Indeed, for your banner over us is love. We thank you that you never give up on us. We thank you that you have tattooed us on the palms of your heart and you sing over us with joy. We pray that may Christ alone be exalted in our discussion tonight. In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen. Uh, we thank God for yet another week. And indeed, the year is gradually, gradually coming to an end, 2021. Well, indeed, we pray the same prayer Papa Moses prayed, that Father, teach us, teach us to number our days. Because when we do that, we will know how vain and short-lived this life is. Then we would apply our hearts to wisdom. And the wisest thing you can do is to spend all your energies working the work of him who has sent us while it is day for the night season of our life is coming where we will not be able to work. I want to wish us a merry or a pre-merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm sure it's a week away from Christmas. And we want to just share our Christmas word with you. In fact, I was really struggling for a title. And the title didn't look nice, but we are still feeling with it. So we're having a short series, hopefully a two-part series. So hopefully, um, pre-Christmas, then Christmas, <laughs> because I know we are in our festive season. Hopefully, it will be a very brief episode so that we can go on with our enjoyment. <laughs> so we are looking at a series I'd like to title, or that we, we would like to title, The Unusual in the Usual. The Unusual in the Usual. And let's start from Proverbs chapter 10, the verse 24. The unusual in the usual. And I read, The fear of the wicked shall come upon him, but the desires of the righteous shall be granted. But the desires of the righteous shall be granted. The verse many of us are, or the rendering many of us are conversant is for the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. The expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. Let's just look at Proverbs 23, the verse 18. And I read, For surely there is an end, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. And thy expectation shall not be cut off. So the writer of Proverbs is giving us a certain assurance that as long as we are a righteous person, your desires, your expectation shall not be cut short. And I remember when we were doing 
our second series titled Spiritual Gifts, we learned that desire is a language in the spirit. So Jesus said that whosoever hangs and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. So just being hungry and thirsty for righteousness is sending God a message that I need this. So immediately God receives that message in response to your hunger, in response to your thirst. So again, it says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. So just opening your mouth wide is sending God a WhatsApp message that I need a certain feeling. So God responds to desires. He responds to our expectation. He responds. That's why Paul tells us that and desire spiritual gifts. That is the key. The ability to desire, the ability to test, the ability to hunger. It's a language in the spirit. And Proverbs is telling us that whatever you hunger and whatever you test for, for a righteous person, of course, because the righteous people have certain levels of test and they have certain things that they test and they hunger for. And Proverbs is giving us the assurance by the agency of the Holy Spirit that the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. So the question is, what is your expectation? It is the best way the, or one way that the Holy Ghost taught me the power of expectation, the power of desire, is when a lady is looking for a husband. Hmm. It's, it's quite an interesting phenomenon, especially when the lady thinks that, in quotes, she's going against time. Maybe she's 27, 28, 29, and she doesn't even have a beloved. She has nobody that she's even looking up to. That, oh, Charlie, maybe in some few months, the person can propose. Is if a lady is in such a state, she's almost always expectant to meet Mr. Wright whenever she's going out. In fact, one lady, I like the, uh, the way one lady puts it. I remember one day, I think I was escorting her to some, I think we were just going to a market or just stepping out. I think I went to visit her and she was just stepping out to escort me. So, and she took her time, like making up and I said, hey, they're not going to escort me at a junction room. Then she made a statement that I want to be a wise virgin. I said, ah. I said, Mama, this revelation is too deep for me. Please break it down. <laughs> he says, you don't know when the bridegroom will come. <laughs> so you must always have your extra oil on you. Because any moment, the bridegroom would sound. And you must be ready. Other than that, you know the story of the five wise virgins and the five foolish virgins. So she doesn't know where she will meet Mr. Wright. But in the anticipation and the expectation to meet Mr. Wright, she's always well-dressed. She's always looking smart, always looking bright, because she's expecting that maybe at a junction, maybe in a room, um, in a friend's room, maybe at a wedding, maybe at church, maybe at rehearsals, maybe on the way to work, maybe in the public transport, maybe when she goes to visit a friend, she will meet Mr. Wright. So you realize that unconsciously, unconsciously, I think meant it happens to us. Every person they meet. Whether it's like we can't control ourselves, in evolution, we start to evaluate the person if he or she can be the person. <laughs> so you realize that because of a certain expectation that young people have, they are always looking out for people for, for, for their right partner whenever they are going. And that's why most people at a particular age, as well as the ladies, for, forgive when they go for these events, whether weddings or they want to stand out. I remember one time. <laughs> I went for a wedding and during the, the, I think, you know, at the point, they go and sign the document, mostly in a vestry or in an office somewhere, and mostly they play some good music whilst they are signing and waiting for the newly wedded couple to return. Then I, I think I was with someone also, and like ladies had 
like a lot together but like isolated ladies had stood up and they were dancing dancing and just somebody whispered to me or oh, i thought this kid that i but they are looking for husband so that's why they are standing up and, <laughs> and dancing and i just noticed that all of them were not wearing rings those who were married actually they had sat down quietly they were waiting for their couple to come but the unmarried ones were advertising themselves because they are expectant they are expectant and even though of course that is negative side because sometimes you meet somebody and you're not interested in friends you just want to know are you that person or not but the key thing is that because these people or because young people are expectant they are always looking out for some things or looking out for the person because they are always expectant they are always prepared for that moment you know that moment so that on your wedding day when they ask how did you meet <laughs> You can have a very fantastic story to tell. So because of the expectation of these righteous men and women, their lives are modeled in such a way. And the Bible is letting us know that the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. So our Christmas word to us all is that in this season, God is teaching us something. That he meets us or he uses the usual to meet us. So we title the unusual in the usual. And we just want to take a look at certain interesting stories in the Bible that many of us have read. But many of us, we don't pay attention to because many of us are expecting a move of God. You know, <laughs> many of us are expecting a testimony. Many of us are expecting a breakthrough, as we would like to say. Many of us are expecting favor. But we want to look at how these moves of God happen. We want to take powerful moves of God and notice the seemingly commonness in these powerful events that happen in people's lives. And see, because these people were expectant for the move of God, they did not miss it. I pray for us, so even in this season of Christmas, may we be expectant, may we be like those like young women looking out for their Mr. Right. Because when you have that expectation, Proverbs guarantees us that it shall not be cut short. So let's start with very, a very interesting one in Exodus chapter 3. Exodus, and I'm sure by now your mind should be going towards Papa Moses. There's one following. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, and the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Verse 3. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. Verse 4. And when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, then God called him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Yeah, I am. You see, Reading the story, because many of us have heard the story before we read the story, we don't catch the usualness in the activity. Now, the Bible said that Moses was looking after his father-in-law's ship in the wilderness. And you see, it is very common to see bushfires in the wilderness. In fact, I remember one day I took a trip to the northern part of Ghana. Um, and on our way, we were in the park, the Moli National Park. You will see so many trees. And um, it's like they are, the base of the trees are all dark. And we asked the guy that what happened, oh, because of the bushfires, because of the heat there, you can just be there and the tree will light up in front of you. <laughs> just like that. I'm like, wow, is that how, is that how it occurs? I said, yes. So you see many of the trees, because they are exposed to the extreme sun, no form of covering, no form of anything. 
and they are single, single, single. They just catch up fires. So for Moses to be in the wilderness and to see a fire, it's not anything unusual. It's a usual phenomenon. It's a usual thing. So now, whichever profession you are, it's like a doctor you have um, somebody comes in Ghana, somebody comes with malaria, or a, a woman comes with his pregnant. There's nothing unusual about it. But you see, Moses had a certain expectation. So he was able to notice the unusualness in the usual. Because Moses was looking out for something, Moses was looking out for God. He was able to take notice of unusual events or an unusual occurrence in the midst of the usual. So the Bible said, and when Moses, because if I was Moses and I just saw that a bush is burning, I'll just continue because it's something that you realize. But Moses took notice that even though, let's just read how the NIV said that the verse 2. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire, but it was not consumed. Look at that. He looked and behold. But look at the verse 3. He said, And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see. So, what's the difference between looking and beholding and turning aside to see these great sights? But you see, Moses had a certain expectation, he had a certain eye. So, he was able to notice unusual events in the midst of a usual event. And this is the key to experiencing the miracles. And I want to appreciate how key a moment in the life of Moses and the Israelites this is. This was the defining moment of Moses' life, the turning point of Moses' career, the turning point of the Israelites. If Moses has missed that event, not just his life, but the Israel nation would have been jeopardized or at least their slavery would have been prolonged. But because Papa Moses was able to catch the unusualness in the midst of the usual, he did not miss the move of God. I pray for us in this month, in this season, may we not miss the unusualness in the usual. Let's take this same news again in Acts chapter 7, verse 23. Acts chapter 7. Um, Luke, the writer of Acts, gives us an insight into why Moses did what he did. Verse 20, let's start from verse 22. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and in deeds. And when he was full 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit the brethren, the children of Israel. In fact, this is when he started. <laughs> this is what they call the pre the pre-starting of the starting. So Moses was just there, and the Bible said it came into his heart. It just occurred to him to go and visit the Israelites. But Moses was able to know that this thing that just came to him was not an ordinary coming to him. You see, and this is why many of us, we miss the leadings of God because we are not able to notice the unusualness in the usual. For me, for example, whenever I'm in prayer, almost always thoughts of people come into my mind. And immediately these people come into my mind, I always find a way of squeezing them into my prayer. Because most often I'm not, not always, but most times I have prayer, <laughs> a list of prayer topics. But sometimes I go there without, in fact, many times I go without a prayer topic. And I just start blessing the Lord and magnifying the Lord. And sometimes in the midst of the prayer, people's thoughts just keep occurring to me. And immediately your thought occurs to me, or a thought of you occurs to me, I just begin to pray for the people. And I just notice that many of us, we downplay these occurrences. That is why we are not able to tap 
into the call and the move of God for our lives. So many of us, God has been signaling us to do certain things, to take certain steps, to venture into certain places. But because we are not expectant of the move of God, because many of us, we are not expectant of the move of God, we are not able to notice the unusualness in the usuality of our lives. <laughs> now I'm coming up with my own English words. So the Bible says that it came to the heart of Moses to visit the people of Israel. And let's just look at I don't know it, but you, I'm sure now if you are uh, um, over on this platform, you know one of my, my favorite characters, Joseph, both of them, both the first half of Jesus and the Old Testament guy. And I will say this story. Joseph had two funny, funny dreams. How can you have a dream that there's sun in the moon and eleven stars are bowed out to you and you will build your whole life upon these dreams? It is a very fantastic thing. How can you have a dream that you are binding your sheaves and 12 other sheaves or 11 other sheaves surrounded your sheaves and they all bowed down to you? And that those two funny dreams gave you an assurance that God was making you something in life or God had destined greatness for you to the extent that his whole life, the reason why he was able to go through slavery, go through the pit, reject the lucrative offer of Potiphar's wife, endure the prison, was because of these two funny dreams he had. Because we dream all the time. And I'm sure that at least in a month you have a dream. <laughs> but Joseph noticed that these two dreams were unusual. And he was able to build his whole life on just two dreams. I always ask myself this question. What should or what assurance God did Joseph had that these two dreams were for him? Especially when he had to wait 13 years. You see, for David's instance, at least, the prophet Samuel came to anoint him. So I'm sure when David was in the wilderness, he was, he was having some hints that God is going to do something, thing, something wonderful. But at least for him, a prophet came to him and anointed him and told him that God is going to make you a king. And prophet Samuel was no small prophet. But look at this young man named Joseph. At the age of 16, you have two bizarre dreams. And you are able to hold on to these dreams for the rest of your life. So Joseph was able to notice certain unusual things in these two dreams that gave him more than enough assurance on the purposes of God for his life. The unusual in the usual. Let's look at another unusual in the usual, which is in Samson, the life of Samson. Judges chapter 13, the last verse, which is the verse 25. Judges 13, verse 25. And the Bible said that, let's have on the verse 24. And the woman bare a son, and he called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. Now, verse 25. And the spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zah and Ishtalal. So, as this child grew, at times the Spirit of God would just pick him up and it's like he's pacing, pacing very fast between two towns. And something was able to detect that, ah, how can I just wake up and be moving between these two towns? He was able to notice that God was stirring up his heart for something. And this is why many of us miss it. You see, many of us, we go into prayer that, oh God, show me my purpose, or oh God, speak to me, or oh God, Tell me this, but we are not able to notice when God is answering our prayers because we downplay the unusualness in the usuality of our activities. And the list is so is so long. I give you so much, so many instances. Last week when we were doing the study of lots, 
Lot's wife. The Bible says, and Lot was sitting at the entrance of the city where he always sits. And he saw two men approaching. And he forced the two men to stay with him. So the question is, how did Lot notice that these people were angels? And it's the same with Abraham. Abraham, to a time came, he was sitting in front of his tent. And he saw three men. In fact, there were two angels and the Lord. They came to him. Obviously, they did not come looking all glorious. They came as men. But Abraham was able to detect that these three men who have come to me, they are not ordinary men. Lot was able to detect that these people who have come to visit me, they are not ordinary people. So the Bible said he forced them to enter into his abode. You see, the reason why many of us are missing out on so many people and opportunities that God is bringing away is because we don't have that eye, we don't have that expectation, we don't have that sensitivity to notice the unusual in the usual. It was a normal day for the woman who had had five husbands and she just went to fetch water. It was a normal conversation she had with a certain man who was sitting by the well and said, give me water to drink. And I asked this man, Charlie, you know the two of us, our tribes do not allow us to talk. How dare you ask me for water? Then this man, I don't know you from anywhere, they come and say, if you know who is speaking to you, um, you rather ask of me of water. And the woman to ask that, hey, if you had water, which bucket or are you come to fetch your water with? But in this normal conversation, in fact, awkward and bizarre conversation, this woman was able to notice that, no, this man is the Messiah. So the Bible said that and she left her pot and she ran back into the city and he started shouting at the top of her voice that, come and see the Messiah, the man who has told me all that I have done. This woman was able to notice, was able to detect that the person I had a conversation with was no ordinary person. Look at the widow. The Bible said that a time came that the prophet Elijah was always passing through a city, and there was a rich man who had a wife. And this woman noticed that the man who had been passing here, he's no ordinary man. So he beaded the husband actually, let us make a room for this man upstairs so that whenever he passes, he will come and sleep in our room. You see, these people had a certain sensitivity to notice the unusual in the midst of the usual. So the Bible said, after I think about three years, when the prophet noticed that this woman, Charlie, she's, she, she has caught the revelation, she said she called for the woman and she made the woman stand at the door of the entrance and said, what shall I do for you? And one asked for a child. But you see, it was just an ordinary man who was passing in the town. But she had the eye to notice that this ordinary man who is passing, there is something supernatural about this man. This woman at the world noticed that this ordinary Jew who is asking for me, who is asking of me for water, there is something unusual about him. This, and the time came, another widow met the prophet and the prophet asked her, Charlie, what do you have in your house? He said, Charlie, I have only oil or some flour that I'm going to bake so that I and my son will eat and die. But the prophet said, go and bake it and bring it to me. This woman was able to notice that this man who is asking me of this cake, there's something unusual about him. If all these people were not able to notice these people and these circumstances that came their way, they would have missed the move of God. Look at the mother of Moses. The Bible said, and when Moses' mother had given birth, she looked upon the child and she noticed that this child was a special child. But all the other women, when they look at their children, they didn't see anything special about their children. 
So they didn't make any attempts to save their children's lives. They were not able to notice the unusualness in their usual babies. But the mother of Moses looked at Moses and said, No, this child is too handsome to die. Hey, how can handsomeness be an indication of a spirituality? The woman was deep. The woman was able to look at Moses and say, No, this baby is worth my life. So she did everything to keep this baby. Let's look at another another interesting story about Nehemiah. How did Nehemiah know that he was the one to rebuild the walls, the broken down walls? In Nehemiah 1, he was enjoying his life as the the, um, the bearer of the cup of the king. And people came from his hometown and he asked them, how is the hometown? And they gave Nehemiah the nation's address and our walls are broken down. The whole place is bizarre. But Nehemiah was able to sense the call of God, the burden of God in that conversation. And from that moment, Nehemiah knew that he was to rebuild the walls of the city. May we notice when God is moving in our lives. May we notice when God is in the neighborhood. In this Christmas season, may we notice the move of God. May we be expectant. May we be desirous of the move of God. God, the prayer you have been praying, God has been answering your prayer. Your prayer to know the will of God. God has been giving you indications. But for one reason or the other, we are unable to notice the unusual in the usual. Look at the way Mordecai was able to notice that Queen Esther was in a position as this for such a time. Esther did not notice that the reason that the reason why she was made queen was because of the, the terror of Haman that was coming. But Mordecai was able to descend and he told Esther that know ye not that you are in this position for such a time as this. And if you decide to keep quiet, Trust me, deliverance will come from somewhere else. Mordecai was able to notice that the reason why you were a queen is not to eat the choices of food or wear the best of clothes is for such a time as this. I pray for us all that in whichever opportunity that God has given us, whichever access God has granted us, whichever people God has brought our way, we will notice the unusualness in the usual we will notice that these are the orchestrations and the diggings of God in our lives. Don't downplay it. Be like Moses. Even though you can say, and Moses looked as well as the bush was, but he could have easily walked. But the Bible said he turned aside. I pray that maybe turn aside when God is joining our hearts. And it came into the heart of Moses. Every thought, every suggestion that God has given you three years ago, five years ago, in secondary school, in university, God puts certain thoughts in your heart. God plays certain desires, but you are still downplaying those desires. All that Joseph had was two dreams, but he knew that these bizarre dreams were messages from God. Even look at the king of Nebuchadnezzar. When he had two dreams, he knew that these dreams were not ordinary dreams, so he had to call for interpretation. That's when Daniel and his friends came in. Even this unbeliever king was able to notice that the dream I had, no, there is something unusual about these dreams. And you see, because we are not expectant, we are not like that wise virgins, we are not expecting the move of God, we are unable to notice when God is moving. 
You see, I remember I was talking to a friend that for me, I'm expectant of unknown numbers and unknown numbers. So I'm happy when unknown numbers call me. If no numbers call me, my friends have called me. What good news are they going to tell me? <laughs> I know people don't pick unknown numbers. Well, only God knows. If maybe because they are they are top agents or CIDs, that's why they don't pick unknown numbers there. But I'm always expecting a call. I'm always expecting a call. I'm always expecting that email that says congratulations. I'm always expecting that text message. I'm always expecting that call. So when I see unknown numbers calling me, I'm so happy because I'm waiting for the person on the other line to say congratulations. Are you Mr. Sam Dollar? <laughs> and I'll say, yes, I am the one. That is why the writer of Hebrews tells us in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2, that do not be afraid to entertain strangers. For some, in so doing, have entertained angels without even noticing. You see, you must be able to notice when certain people come your way. They are no ordinary people. There are some people that are coming your way that are no ordinary people. There are some strangers. You see, that is why you should not have a terrible attitude. Because these people will come as usual people. There will be nothing unique about them. But you should be able to look at them like the way a woman who is looking for a husband can scan a man and know if this man is the right man. May we have those eyes and want to end the part one with the birth of Jesus. It was a normal ask me the three piece. The worst man from the east. <laughs> when they look, they notice that this star is an unusual star. Hush. They were able to decipher and look into the heavens. And they noticed that no, this star, there was something unusual. But see the star, the sky is very usual. There's nothing <laughs> mysterious about it. And no wonder they were wise men. In fact, it's only wise men who are able to notice the unusualness in usual situations. And they gave up everything in pursuit of the star. Once you show that this star was anything special, the shepherds were keeping their flocks. When the angels brought the message, they had to leave their shop, their flocks, or go with their flocks. These shepherds were keeping over their flock. When they were, when they received the news from the angels, they didn't know there was something unusual. You see, in this Christmas season, this Christmas season is a season where unusual things happen in seemingly usual activities. God laid this word upon our hearts that in this season, He is moving in our midst. He is moving in our midst. God is moving in our midst. Even as we remember the birth of Jesus, God is dropping parcels our way. God is orchestrating the events of our life. And I just came tonight as a trumpet blower, reminding you that your expectation, your prayer, your resolution, the thing you lead upon the altar at January 1st, the year has not ended and God is never too late. God doesn't feel he is going to come true for you if only you can notice that those men who are coming to you like Abraham are no ordinary men. They are angels. He said, do not be afraid to entertain strangers. For some in so do we have entertained angels without knowing. The birth of Jesus was very normal. A young, beautiful Mary, pregnant. So imagine I was a hotel keeper, or I had a hotel, and this young man called Joseph and Mary came to my door of my hotel. If any of the hotel owners knew who Mary and Joseph was, they would have sacked everybody from their hotel <laughs> and reserved the room for Jesus. Ha! Ah, what an honor for Jesus to be born in that hotel. All the inns, all the guest rooms, all the stuffs were full. It was a manger. You see, so many of us, because we are unable to recognize when, door, when God is knocking at our door, 
we give God no option than to go to the manger. That is why God seemingly uses the nothings of this world to confound the some things in this world. Because the some things in this world, the people who think who have achieved, they always despise things. They always despise usual things. In fact, that is why rich people are people who are able to notice unusual market opportunities in the seemingly usual situation. And in this season, God is visiting us. In this season, God is confirming his word to us. In this season, angels of God are delivering packages. In this season, the angels of God are bringing answers to your prayer. Angel told Daniel, from the moment you began to pray, God heard you and God sent me a response. I see God sending angels in us a response to our prayers in January, a response to our prayers in February, a response to our prayers in March. God is bringing angels our way. In this season, there's a heavy angelic and angelic heavy angelic activity going on. I pray for us all that we will not miss the move of God. For God is in the neighborhood. For God is around. He is moving in our midst. The angel told um, um, Mary that Emmanuel, God with us. God has not gone to bed. God is not sleeping. God is actively involved. God is using this opportunity this season to move in our midst. I pray for us all that we have the eye, the eye of Abraham, the eye of Lord, to notice the unusualness in the people that are usual. I pray that we will have the heart of Joseph to be able to decipher that these two bizarre dreams are had. They are messages from God. I pray that we will have the heart of Nehemiah to notice that these news I have heard about the broken down worlds, it is God who is sending me a text message that it is time for me to arise and build. God is moving in our midst this season. God is speaking to us in our midst this evening. There's an intense angelic activity this season. And I pray that we will not be caught up in the festivity of the season and miss the move of God. I pray that our sensitivity, our discernment will be sharp and we will not miss the move of God. In this year, we do not take anything, nothing that was, that was supposed to happen this year. It will never go forward to 2022. Everything that God has purposed for us in the year 2021, we get it before the close of the first December. We are taking nothing to the next year because we are not seeing the move of God because we are noticing the unusual in the usual because we have the eye of Moses that we can turn aside and notice. Father, may you catch our attention this season. May we receive of you this season. May we have the hearts that Moses had this season. May we be able to notice when the bush is burning but not being consumed and may we turn aside. In the name of our Lord Jesus, I pray for us all that even in this season, may we turn aside when God is calling us. And even as we turn aside, may you give God the best. May you only man nothing but love. See you next week. People will hopefully be Christmas even as we look at the part two. Ah, I'm so excited. I'm so expectant of the move of God. I'm expecting a big news. I saw a, a, a funny, I think a TikTok video, some editing, and I said, I'm expecting something huge this year. 
I'm expecting something huge. Do not write 2021 off. God is speaking to someone. Do not write the year off because God will end your expectation. Will not be cancelled. God is speaking to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Remember to give God your very best and make sure that in this week and beyond, you owe no man nothing but love. See you next time and have a wonderful season. Bye-bye.